My guess is at some point along your dance training, you've heard of the term mindfulness. But what about mindfulness when it comes to our meals and our snacks and just how we're eating throughout the day? Mindful eating is a common topic that I'm asked about and in this video, we're gonna clarify everything you need to know about it. Let's dive in. I'm Rachel Fine, a registered dietitian nutritionist, and welcome back to Nutrition for Dancers. I'm the creator of The Healthy Dancer and the founder of To The Point Nutrition. I help dancers just like you learn how to optimize their performance alongside their mealtimes and do so in a way that supports a balanced relationship with food. Today, we're talking about the topic of mindful eating. But we're also gonna be talking about this topic in regard to how it can be a super helpful tool, especially for dancers who are interested in taking back their power around some foods they might feel pretty uncomfortable with and dare I say, even fearful of. Now lately, I've been seeing the term mindful eating alongside terms like intuitive eating. In fact, I often see these two terms being utilized interchangeably. And as a dietitian and certified counselor of intuitive eating, I want you to know that there are clear differences between the intuitive eating approach and also the mindful eating approach. And that's what we're gonna clarify a bit today. Why the confusion? Well, intuitive eating as a non-diet approach to learning how to fuel our bodies. So in other words, instead of micromanaging our food choices, we learn to fuel ourselves from a point of self-care, not self-control. And unfortunately, there's this social media watered down version of intuitive eating that we often see being translated into what some feel is just the hunger fullness diet. So in other words, you're really prioritizing eating when you're feeling hungry and you're stopping when you're feeling full. Now, if you follow me, you know that I say many times, this is an oversimplified and even harmful way to view the intuitive eating paradigm. But this is where the confusion sets in between intuitive eating and mindful eating. Now, first things first, for dancers especially, relying solely on intrinsic cues, such as hunger cues to fuel their bodies, is oftentimes unattainable. And the reason why I say this oversimplified view of intuitive eating can be harmful, when we see dancers oversimplify intuitive eating to mean eating when hungry and stopping when full, what we end up seeing is a struggle with unintentional underfueling. In other words, when relying solely on hunger cues, dancers will undereat throughout their day. And that's solely because hunger cues are diminished and go unnoticed for dancers. Now, similarly, the process of mindful eating can be very unattainable for the very nature of a dancer's lifestyle. So let me chat a little bit about what mindful eating isn't before we can chat about what mindful eating is. Unlike intuitive eating, mindful eating is not designed to help dancers heal from diet culture. You see, the intuitive eating paradigm, which is what I utilize in the creation of the Healthy Dancer Framework, has specific principles and values within it that are devoted for helping you challenge harmful messages of diet culture. Within the Healthy Dancer Framework, we devote a substantial amount of time to dismantling dancer diet culture as part of this ultimate goal to relearn how to nourish our bodies in a more supportive way. 
it's important to know that eating mindfully at your mealtimes is also not necessarily an end goal of intuitive eating. And if we again consider a dancer's unique needs and unique lifestyle, one that often makes it super challenging to listen and notice hunger cues, prioritizing satisfaction versus foods that are accessible, and even having the time to practice mindful eating techniques. All of these experiences can be quite challenging for dancers. So it's incredibly important when we are talking about the topic of mindful eating, we start to understand it not as a lifestyle, but rather as a tool along our journey towards building a more nourished and supportive lifestyle. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about what that actually means. Mindfulness in of itself is bringing awareness to your present moment. And in regard to eating, it's about bringing awareness to your food. In other words, Mindful mealtimes allow you to build a connection between you and your food. And as you do this, you learn how to process information, such as the information of the environment around you, information in regards to how your body feels at the moment, and all of this information helps for you to build evidence that can then be utilized in your decision-making around food at that very moment. So that can involve actual choices that you make in the kitchen, and that can involve your actual ability to eat in a way that honors hunger and satisfaction. Ultimately, being able to stop eating when you are feeling a comfortable level of fullness. The one really great thing about bringing mindfulness to your meals is that it also allows you to bring in another macronutrient that I often say goes missing for a lot of dancers. So let's just back up a little bit because as you know, there are three critical macronutrients to a balanced meal. Those are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. But I have always argued that there's a fourth macronutrient when it comes to building a balanced meal, and that's satisfaction considering what foods will leave you feeling physically comfortably full and mentally satisfied. And in that work takes a deep look into your personal preferences and of course balancing that out with the foods that are accessible to you. But within this mindful mealtime experience, you can further evaluate the various feelings that might come up for you as you're eating. These feelings can be negative, like digestive discomfort, or maybe it's a past trauma when reintroducing a fear food. These experiences might be positive, such as bringing back a childhood memory, or perhaps the experience is just neutral. It might even feel like a mechanical eating moment for you. In other words, just eating because you know you need the energy refuel. There's nothing wrong with any of these experiences. It's just a matter of having the time and space for them to come up so that we can utilize this to build evidence when considering how we can plan for various foods or various meals and snacks in our future. As you work through these experiences and you begin to incorporate mindfulness at your mealtimes when you can, you also start to experience fewer instances of feeling out of control around food. And this is where 
the ability to listen to and honor those fullness cues come in. Simultaneous to this is an overall decrease in feeling food guilt afterwards. Now we know that for many dancers, if they experience feeling out of control around eating, then oftentimes this is followed by food guilt. And of course, we want to work to unravel that guilt in of itself. Throughout the process, being able to add more mindfulness while you're eating can help. But here's the tricky thing with mindful eating. We shouldn't aim for mindfulness 100% of the time. In fact, I'm going to argue that if you are aiming for mindful meals and snacks 100% of the time, you are turning this otherwise helpful tool into a super unhelpful food rule. And ultimately, you're likely to disappoint yourself because there's no doubt that life gets in the way and our ability to build mindful mealtimes goes out the window probably more times than not. This is also true because especially for dancers, mindful mealtimes often, at least at the beginning, require a bit more effort to implement them for dancers who are also working on repairing their relationships with food and healing from the harmful messages that they previously picked up from dancer diet culture. Through all this work, bringing in that mindful experience, especially foods that dancer diet culture has deemed to perhaps be not acceptable for a dancer. So this might include more indulgent options that we're usually encouraging be eaten alongside mindful eating techniques. So this whole process can be extremely challenging for dancers and also bring up a lot of discomfort at the same time. This is both mental discomfort, but even physical discomfort if certain foods haven't been eaten in quite a while. So the idea of mindful mealtimes often takes a very proactive effort. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about this in just a bit. Dancers who also struggle with that polarizing mindset around food. In other words, constantly labeling foods as good or bad and even as healthy and unhealthy. All of these thoughts that can overwhelm our meal and snack time are going to take some major unraveling. And throughout those mindful experiences, it's important to know and to make space for the mere fact that there could be a lot of discomfort during these times. So one of my first recommendations for dancers who want to start implementing more of a mindfulness around their food choices, I encourage that you consider thinking ahead and planning out some of these times for yourself. So for example, looking at your week's schedule and choosing one, two, three, maybe even four different eating times that you know you can create a more mindful experience. And essentially what that means is that you would have the time at that moment to sit down, put your phone away or any other screens away and have a quiet moment between you and your food while you're eating. Because at that moment, you're also going to want to walk through some prompts that will help you during this mindful mealtime. Considering how your food tastes, the flavors, the aromas, the textures, all of this can be thoughts while you're eating. That will also help you to slow down and keep you at the moment. 
I can't stress this enough, but you're also gonna wanna shut down those screens or pause on your scrolling because while there's nothing wrong with wanting to mindlessly eat occasionally, and that's a topic I've spoken about before, we also definitely want to challenge ourselves on this other side of the spectrum and really proactively build this mindful experience. For some dancers, I even encourage that they set the table, maybe even light a candle, anything to make the environment as comfortable as possible because the very action of eating, especially if it's a trigger food or a food that just feels less comfortable, feels more indulgent to you, is going to, in of itself, bring up a lot of that discomfort. So we really want to try to aim for an environment that feels comfortable to us. And on that note, it's important to understand that mindful eating is not gonna necessarily be attainable when you're on the go, when you're commuting, perhaps when you are in a busy and crowded dance studio. So at those moments, I would say to put the mindful eating technique on the back burner and we'll get to it at a time that's more attainable for you. Throughout the process of mindful eating, I'm often encouraging that dancers take both external scans of their environment and internal scans while they're eating. So they can again build that body of evidence that will in the future help in their decision making around food. So while you're eating a food, start to notice how you feel in regards to your energy levels, your satisfaction cues, perhaps even some GI discomfort that might come about, or maybe you're noticing an alleviation of GI discomfort upon eating maybe a more comforting meal. You might also want to take a few mid-meal check-ins as you're eating, and this is best to help you start to assess where you're at on the hunger fullness scale. But considering how you feel halfway into your meal, at 75% into your meal, and even upon completion of your meal, to truly assess at what point you are reaching that comfortable fullness. Journaling is another process that can be super helpful as you work on your mindful eating techniques. Remember, for dancers especially, I'm encouraging that we utilize mindful eating not necessarily as a lifestyle goal, but rather as just a tool along our journeys to build in more supportive mealtime habits. Utilize times for mindful meals to help you better assess your personal satisfaction cues, your personal fullness cues, and even how your body might start to communicate hunger and fullness. Are you able to stop eating when you are feeling comfortably full? Or for whatever reason, do you feel like you are consistently eating past a point of physical comfort? Start to take a look back. Are you fueling yourself regularly and adequately throughout your day? Might there be a reason for your body's need to make up for any previous calorie deficit? These are all part of the self-evaluation process, especially what I utilize with dancers within my program, The Healthy Dancer. So we utilize all of these mindful eating techniques. We journal the process as a way to build that body of personal evidence for the future of our decision makings around food. But I can't stress this enough. If you are stressing over the idea of mindful eating, then I want you to reevaluate. Mindful eating should be a supportive tool for you. It shouldn't be something that you're stressed over. Start with just choosing one meal or snack throughout your week that you have time to sit down and build in a more mindful experience. And if and when you're ready, start considering how you can use mindful eating techniques when challenging personal food rules, or as I've previously spoken about, the food police. 
So those are those food rules that really limit you during your mealtime decisions. And for dancers, I often see these rules come up around more indulgent type of foods like dessert, but also around certain food groups like breads and bread products. If you're stuck with a list of what feels like safe foods, start to consider how you can challenge yourself. This can even help to reduce instances of picky eating. Picky eating can make mealtime decisions feel super overwhelming and even isolating. So learning how to utilize mindfulness to consistently expose yourself to some what we can consider to be triggering foods is super helpful. A key takeaway, mindful eating can be super beneficial for dancers. Adding it to your toolbox Utilizing it as a proactive approach to increase your presence at mealtimes will seriously help you as you repair your relationship with food. Not only will you be able to both listen to and honor fullness cues more often, but also you'll be able to build a solid body of evidence so that you know which foods really work for you and which foods might not. What does that mean? which foods leave you feeling energized throughout your day and which foods might leave you with digestive discomfort. Our bodies are so unique. So when a dancer asks me, what should I eat every day? I tell them that even as a dietitian, I'm not going to sit here and give you these clear lists of foods that you should be eating. Instead, we're going to look at all foods. We're going to utilize that information alongside your personal experiences with food. And that's how we're gonna craft these supportive, flexible meal plans that best work for you as a dancer. I hope you found this video helpful. I'm hoping that you can start to think about times in which mindful eating can be brought to your mealtimes, but without stressing over the topic. Be sure to give this video a like, subscribe, and be the first to know when new content posts. I'll talk to you soon.